second episode of the Western Corner Flag. Um, I'm Michael. And I'm John. <laughs> so, today we've got a bunch of topics that we're going to get through. Um, we're going to try and keep it under 30 minutes, but we'll see how we go for time. Um, so, first off, John is going to be talking about the Asian Champions League. Yes. So, uh, as some of you may know, or maybe not, uh, Melbourne Victory beat Kashima Antlers in their playoff game for the, uh, in the Champions League on Tuesday, last Tuesday night, 1-0. Andrew Naboo scored a uh, deflected goal, which caught um, the Kashima keeper off guard, and they were able to hold out until the end of the match for the victory. Mm. And the legendary Robbie Cruz played. And yeah, the legendary Robbie Cruz did also play. Can't forget about that. Yep. So that means that Asia, uh, Melbourne Victory now qualify for the group stage of the Asian Champions League. So they've been placed into Group E along with Beijing FC or Beijing Guan, uh, Chiang Rai United from Thailand, and FC Seoul. So. Um, Melbourne Victory will play Beijing at in Amy Park on the 3rd of March. Uh, they'll play Chiang Rai on the 11th of Feb. And they will play FC Seoul at uh, or, uh, Amy Park on the 6th of May. Now, who do you think is going to win that group, do you say? Do you think? Oh, it'll be... Tough. I mean, um, obviously, with the heavy investment in the Chinese league, yeah, which you can't count up any of the Chinese teams, mm. and also with the strength of the, the the South Korean league. So I'm thinking that those two teams might go into the knockout stages. Yeah, Melbourne Victory might be able to beat. FC Seoul and Changrai United. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they do. Uh, so they might be able to qualify second, but it's a, it is a long shot. Yeah, I can't see Melbourne honestly qualifying. Like I hope I'm I'm going to be proven wrong, but we hope we all proven <laughs> wrong with that because yeah. we want Australia to all the Australian teams to go as far as possible. Uh, so that makes uh, allocation for the 2022. Asian Champions League uh, back up to four places. Yeah. So, because next year, next season will be down to three places. That's one direct qualify, like one direct into the um, group stages and two into the playoff rounds <laughs> uh, because of the weakness of the league and the poor performances of the Australian teams in the previous editions of the Champions League. Okay, so moving on to Group F, which is Perth Glory's uh, group. So they will, be, they will be playing Ulsan Hyundai on the 11th of Feb. Um, Shanghai Shenhua on the 7th of April. And FC Tokyo, whom also um, made it into, into the group stages by winning the playoff last week as well. Uh, on the 6th of May. So, right now, uh, please go and buy your Champions League memberships 
especially yeah. for the glory because um, it'd be great to see you down there at uh, HBF Stadium or HBF Park, whatever it's called now. Yeah, and you'll be making history. It's their first campaign ever in Asia. So we want the stadium to be as packed as possible. And right now they've only opened um, a certain segment, but I've heard ramblings on Twitter um, from, I think it was Tony Pinata. They, they were saying if there is enough demand, they will open up the other areas. So let's uh, get it filled. And uh, for those of you who want to go into the active supporter area, so all the, so the membership will get you will get you free entry get you entry into any part of the stadium mm -hmm. that includes the shed area <laughs> it doesn't include the away supporters area unfortunately because yeah. you don't want we don't want any wedding starting world war three <laughs> true although this game um could be potentially postponed or cancelled depending on how the coronavirus uh is uh faring around the time so yeah stay posted yeah so um uh, with the All Sun Hyundai match on the 11th of Feb. Yeah. Uh, this will be Jason Davidson's first time back, coming back in Perth after he left the Glory last season to go to uh, All Sun Hyundai. So it, it'll be interesting to see whether the Glory fans welcome him back or give him uh, rather yeah. <laughs> um, bad treatment because of it. Honestly, I'm gonna try and not boo him just for what he did last season and how he was like a key part of us getting to the grand final. I think just out of respect. Yeah. But yeah. I think also the most of the other Glory fans will do that mm -hmm. who were, who witnessed last season. Yeah. Uh, so who do you think is going to get through into the group stages, oh. uh, knockout stages in, from this group? I want to say, well, my gut feeling a few months ago was Shanghai Shenhua. Um, when we found out the groups, but um, I only recently found out that the Chinese league is still in pre-season So I mean admittedly I haven't followed the Chinese league um, at all in the past, but um, I think that's good that that could affect them um, I, I'm gonna say Uslan Hyundai um, will go through as the group winners and then I think Perth Glory could scrape through in second um, You know, let's uh, let's hope they do just because, um, again, the Japanese league, I think they're, they're still in pre-season as well, from my knowledge. Yeah. I think all the, the leagues uh, are in pre-season at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also heard that uh, the Chinese league uh, will be postponed until March um, because of the coronavirus. Yeah. So, hope he is wishing that all of those people affected by the coronavirus yeah. uh, stay Stay well, yeah. and yeah. Um, even though I mean it could potentially benefit Perth, but we still you know want to pay yeah. respects to the victims and everything. Yes, because yeah. it's not a good time for no. China at all. No. Uh, so moving on, <laughs> sorry to bring you down, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so with Group H, this is Sydney FC's group. Mm. So they will be playing Yokohama F Marinos now. As some of you may know, that this team is coached by Ange Postacoglu, mm -hmm. who was a former uh, A-League coach, first with the Brisbane Raw and then with the Melbourne Victory. And then he moved off to coach 
uh, Yokohama side a couple of years ago. And they qualified by winning the J-League title last year, which is uh, very good for an Australian coach doing overseas. Yeah, I think Arsenal made a mistake in not trying to sign him, to be honest. I think he would be doing a better job than Arteta, but uh, we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, Alright, so... Um, the other the, the the other team would the other teams in Sydney's group, uh, John Book Hyundai Motors, which is from uh, South Korea, and Shanghai SIPG. Again, we don't know when uh, the Chinese teams are going to be playing mm. in the league, uh, in the Champions League, and we also know that they're starting the season late, so that could possibly boost the chances of all the other, the other Australian teams mm. but uh, yeah, yeah I think um, <clears throat> I don't know how Sydney are going to go just because I saw um, Ninkovic was left out of their ACL squad so I, I don't know like yeah I think it was a big mistake leaving yeah. Ninkovic out of yeah. the, the side because mm. he has been pretty crucial um, uh, with his service to Adam Lafondra, the Sydney FC striker, yeah. who's currently leading the goal scoring charts in the A League this season. Uh, so, yeah, ho hopefully they figure out something quickly. Mm. I'd say Ninkovic would definitely be in the top maybe five or top ten uh, imports in ever into the league. I think he's just been so consistent over the last few seasons, and yeah, it's, I'm going to be curious to see how they go, but. So we'll have yeah. to in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, so who do you think will qualify into the groups, uh, knockout stages from this group? Well, on paper, I think the strongest team is Shanghai. Um, I think they, they still have Hulk, they still have Oscar, um, and I remember they played Sydney last season and they beat them uh, pretty competitively. Comprehensively, comprehensively. Times. Um, so I think it's going to be Shanghai, and then I'm going to say Yokohama, just because Ange lost a couple. So. Go Ange, doing <laughs> yeah. it, flying the Aussie flag overseas. Definitely. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm also going to have to give Sydney. Uh, I'm not going to put Sydney through just yeah. based on the strength of the other teams. Mm. They may be able to beat. John Book, yeah, but who knows? Um, so please support all the Australian teams yep. in this Champions League. Get uh, whoever if you're if you're in any of the cities that from the team that like if you're in Sydney, Melbourne, or Perth, please buy the memberships for those Champions League home matches mm -hmm. and. Or watch it on KO. Or watch it on KO or Foxtel. Yeah. yeah. Or I think, I'm not sure if it's being live streamed from the Football Australia website or the My Football, uh, My Football website. But mm. we'll, um, we'll check that and we'll put a link in the description if it is. Yeah. All right. Now, since we did the last episode, um, the Oliroos have qualified for the Olympics. Hooray! <laughs> and and of course the guy who scored. Yeah, the guy who scored the winning goal in the third place playoff mm. 
was none other than Perth Glory striker Nick D'Agostino. Yeah. He did a brilliant uh, solo effort, beating four or five defenders before slotting uh, the, the ball into the back of the net. Mm. Easy as can be. Um, really but, hope he can get some game time tonight. Yeah. yeah. And so even uh, I saw a post from, like, they were interviewing him before the game, uh, yesterday actually, mm. and I was asking him, like, uh, his thoughts on uh, who T Popovich was going to put on the pit, on, on the, into the squad. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'd love to, he'd, he'd really like to play, and that's mm. what we'd like to see all of the younger guys getting an opportunity, not just... Tony Popovich's sons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, speaking of his sons as well, it was uh, sad to see that Chris Harold left the club after, I think it was, 11 years of service. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of people on Twitter have been saying it was kind of a way to make room for his sons to get more game time. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, I don't like that. Because mm. it's, it's just... I mean, I, I'm all for giving opportunities to the younger guys. Mm. It's just not your sons. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can play them in once or a couple of times, but not every single game. Yeah. I mean, give the other younger guys a chance. Yeah. I mean, D'Agostino, Ingham, who came on last week as well, mm. against, uh, who was it? Uh, Melbourne City actually last week. Yeah. Um, he got some game time and he did really well in mm -hmm. for during that time he was on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. hopefully uh, Tony gets um, um, more game time to the other players that he's the other youth players that he signed. But it's yeah. all up to Tony now. Yeah, it's weird. It'd be like working for your parents. Like I feel like all the other <coughs> co-workers would uh, get jealous. Even if they wouldn't express it openly, mm. yeah, unconscious bias is always there. Yes. Um, so, as you can see, I'm wearing the Perth Glory uh, third kit, which mm. I got uh, this at the FFA Cup match last season uh, when they were playing Melbourne Victory, yep. and they sadly lost one nil. Um, so I'm. So with that, um, we're just uploading this podcast before tonight's match against Melbourne Victory again. Yeah. So the, as the ladder sits now, Sydney FC are in a commanding lead. No, I don't think anyone is going to catch them. Yeah, 13 points in front. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard for yeah. anybody to catch them at all. Mm. Uh, but... Um, Melbourne City um, are playing Adelaide, and mm. they have been Adelaide uh, are are a pretty good team. Yep. Apart from the fact that they lost to Glory a couple of weeks ago, quite convincingly as well. Yeah. But on like you can never count out Adelaide, and they're playing in Adelaide as well. And Adelaide is scorching hot at the moment, <laughs> so hopefully this will work towards uh, the, the the Reds' favour. And Melbourne City uh, hopefully will go down because uh, hopefully we'll lose this match because they're currently in second 
just by a couple of points. Mm. And Perth is right hot on their heels. And if Perth win tonight and Melbourne City lose, Perth will jump over them into second place, which will put them in even better standing for a home final and possibly Champions League qualification for next season. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen Jamie McLaren scoring for a while. Yeah, I don't think he's been... I haven't seen him scoring either. Yeah. I don't know uh, what's going on with that at the moment. Yeah, because when he's in form, like Melbourne City, yeah, pretty yeah. much unstoppable on the counter-attack. Um, but yeah, lately, I think I think Perth are going to overtake them, um, whether it'll be next week or, or this week. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, so yeah. it'll yeah. just be... It'll be a very good match tonight because mm. Melbourne victory and Perth glory. We always like love to beat the Vicks. Yeah. And hopefully you can all make it down to the game. I'm not sure if there are, if there are still seats of tickets available for tonight's game. If there are, quickly buy them. Yeah, uh, sell it out. Even we want to fill the hashtag fill the park again. Only two hours till the game, but um, yeah, fill it out. Yes. So. Please purchase the tickets online because they're a lot cheaper than actually going to the stadium and purchasing them there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, HBF Stadium, HBF Park, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so with the Ollie Roos, so getting back to the Ollie Roos, um, so as I said earlier, some, most of the players that were in the Oliru squad are playing for A-League sides, but they're not getting regular game time. Yeah. Um, and this has prompted the Oliru's and Socceroos coach, Graham Arnold, to come up with the suggestion that uh, the A-League sides can field their youth teams in the proposed second division. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to like what the MLS has in in place with with the USL, which is the second uh, tier of soccer in the United States under the uh, the Major League Soccer system. So, uh, so they've got uh, all the the youths, the youth squads from their MLS sides in the U in the USL or the United States or the United Soccer League. And also some of the other teams, like teams that are just making up, uh, just there to participate in the second division. So, because mm-hmm. uh, so, there's no promotion or relegation, that's yep. as far as they can go, uh, un- unless they make a bid to be included in the MLS. Yeah, because I was looking at the number of games in the Y League, um, which is what the Youth League is called, and I think there were only eight games. Yeah, yeah so the Youth League in Australia, the Y League in Australia. Mm. So, yeah, I was looking at that yes uh, yesterday as well. Mm. Um, it wasn't originally that way. Um, a few years ago, mm. it had a full home and away fixture, but then the club owners uh, did make a plea to the FFA to say, hey, where we can't afford sending two teams uh, home and away throughout the season, can you please shorten the 
the league, uh, mm. the length of the season, and that's what the FFA did. But now that the A-League clubs have got uh, control over the A-League now, um, it seems that they're wanting to give the, the youth teams more of a, a chance to actually play. Yeah. Uh, whether, it work, whether it works or not, remains to be seen because there has some be, some been some heavy criticism drawn from the NPL sides and even mm. the committee that is uh, working on developing the second division. Yeah. Um, so just watch this space. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think like it would make sense, um, especially I think uh, I was reading a few days ago there was a Sydney FC player. I can't remember his name, but he's, he was a youth player and then he played, I think, five minutes for the senior team and then he got like he got a transfer to one of these Portuguese clubs and I think it was about $1 million. Yeah. Um, we'll have to put the link in the description for that as well. But yeah, that's crazy. Like someone that only plays five minutes and is, I think he was 17 or 18. Yeah. We can just lose these players to European clubs without having the chance to develop them and allow them to play in the A-League and, you know, get get the fans involved, get the sponsors i think having the problem with the a-league is that we have so many players that are in their like mid to late 30s and i don't think they really connect well with the the younger generation yeah i think if like teenagers can see oh there's you know 17 year olds 18 year olds playing in this league i might have a chance to get into this league and then it helps them stick with the sport helps keep their interest just benefits everyone all around all right yeah um so Stay tuned. Mm. Uh, don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe once the league is independent from the FFA. Yeah, because there's yeah. still like some transfer yeah. theory, and yeah. blah blah blah, whole issues. Damn FFA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so that's pos- That's one way of getting. Younger players, yeah, more, more game time, yeah. and uh, more chance of keeping them playing in Australia, mm. so they can actually develop yeah. before going overseas, or maybe they would like to stay in Australia because there's so many teams to choose from that yeah. with the second division as well, um, and hopefully the promotion and relegation, if that is ever brought in, mm. uh, would make that also an in- incentive as well. Because we don't want to end up with another Danny De Silva situation where he goes to Europe too early. And there's countless other examples mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and speaking of speaking of that, um, so all the the young Australian players now they can either be capped for the Ollie Roos and play for like play for Australia that way yeah. uh, or they can be capped as for the Socceroos and play that way but if they aren't and as is the case with a lot of them because um, uh, most of the kind like most of those players have got uh, heritage uh, from European countries or Asian countries mm-hmm. and so they're getting their passports from those countries and playing for their, the, those countries national teams rather than Australia mm. so hopefully 
this is one way to make it so that Australia can keep the best possible players and keep, um, get them into the national team as quickly as possible. Yeah. Which which is a great segue for the the Socceroos upcoming uh, World Cup qualifiers in the Copa America League. Uh, so the Socceroos qualifiers uh, for the World Cup uh, 2022, which is in Qatar. The first match is on the 26th of March, yep. and that's also in HBF Stadium, or HBF Park, sorry, I keep calling it HBF Stadium. Um, and that should be an easy win. And that's against Kuwait, so yep. uh, not saying that it would be an easy win, but the Socceroos are likely to win that match. Yeah, no disrespect to Kuwait, um, if we've got any Kuwait viewers watching this. Uh, please don't dislike it. Um, but I can't see them really posing a threat to the Socceroos. Um, I think the last time we played them was around the last qualifying campaign, I think 2015. Yeah. 2016, and I think we beat them pretty convincingly. Um, it'll just be interesting to see what squad um, Graham Arnold goes with, um, whether he's going to you know, load it up with a lot of experience or uh, try and give the youth a run. Um, yeah, although I think he's gonna, it, it, it'll be a balance. Um, but yeah, if you're if you live in Perth, uh, make sure you go and support that as well. We should hopefully have a sellout. Um, I think the last uh, World Cup qualifier we played was a sellout back in 2015. Mm. Um, I regret not going to that. Yeah, and that was against Bangladesh of mm. all teams, but yeah. we still managed the Perth still managed to turn up in their mm. droves and pack out the stadium. So, hopefully, this time we're playing Kuwait. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be mm. another sellout. Who else is in our group? Okay, so we've got. We're also in our group is Jordan, mm -hmm. Nepal, or Nepal, and Chinese Taipei. Okay. So again, with the Chinese Taipei team, mm -hmm. we don't know whether they will actually play in the qualifier because of the coronavirus spreading throughout uh, the whole, all of the regions of China. And this is, includes Chinese Taipei, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully... I just realised that that's, that's our old group from the first round. Is it? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We're going to have to cut that. No, no. Get that. <laughs> Just had a, had a mishap. We'll have to edit that out somehow. Um, well, I think we can just record it again. <laughs> okay, so with the Copper America, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> with the Copper America, um, so this is um, the equivalent of the, the European Championship or the yep. Asian Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, for the South American teams. Yep. It's the first time Australia has been invited. Mm. Um, and Graham Arnold has said that he may want to use this as an opportunity to get the 
under 23 guys some game experience, some match experience before the Olympic uh, campaign. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if that is such a good idea uh, because yeah. this is a high quality competition. Yeah. And fielding like a whole bunch of a team full of young guys, mm -hmm. I mean, while it's good experience for them, it may not be a like it may seem as though we're not taking this competition seriously, and then we might not be invited back in the future. Yeah, and I also don't want to lose 10 nil against yeah. these South American teams because so. we're playing pretty strong teams, we're playing Argentina. Uh, Uruguay, mm -hmm. Colombia, um, Bolivia, Bolivia as yeah. well. Yeah. So, and those are all very strong South American teams. Yeah. Uh, if, if I was Graham Arnold, I would um, take an experienced squad to the Copa America. Obviously, you know, have a few youth players in there, but I think try and go as far as we can. Um, yeah. Try and send a message to the the world and just use it as practice for the twenty twenty two World Cup try. Yeah. Figure out what squad um, is our best. Because and uh, the international, uh, the Socceroos international schedule, as well as the international schedule for the Ollie Roos and the Matildas, is quite full this year. Because yeah. uh, of the Matildas also having their World Cup qualifying, uh, the uh, Olympic qualifying campaign kicking off uh, in Sydney this week, mm -hmm. which has just been moved from Wuhan, China, because of the coronavirus again, mm -hmm. to Sydney. So. Hopefully, we, the Matildas can also qualify for the Olympics, and hopefully they can get us a medal. Yeah. Because that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, um, that's pretty much all for today. Mm. Just going to predict the scoreline for tonight, Perth versus Melbourne victory. Um, I'm, oh, I'm probably going to go with a... I'm going to say Perth to win 3-1. Um, I think we're going to lose our clean sheet streak. <laughs> I think we've just been playing too... We've been playing too, too well defensively for too long. I think, yeah, we're going to allow a scrappy goal, but we're still going to win. Right. Yeah, I don't know, Michael. Mm. I, I, still, I still see them getting out of this match with their clean sheet record intact mm. and also... The win. I'm yeah. predicting the scoreline to be two nil, yeah. Yeah. but it's going to be a hard-fought contest all over the pitch. Mm. Uh, Melbourne Victory will be very pleased that they've qualified for the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they'll be resting some of their players. Yeah. Um, no Naboo, please. No, please no Naboo or <laughs> Robbie Cruz, the goat. Uh, I know that Ola Toivonen. Mm. Um, came on in the second half. Yeah. So he might be relatively fresh and might start tonight's match. Mm -hmm. But so if the, the glory will have to keep uh, a tight rein on him mm. if they want to have keep their uh, undefeated streak yeah. and keep their clean sheet record alive still. Mm. All right. Thank you for watching. Uh, please like, share and subscribe and also please leave a comment down below mm. and about any topics that you want us to talk about in future broadcasts.
Yeah, and if you've got any questions or we're thinking about doing a, a segment on like weekly questions that we're just going to go through from our fans. So feel free to leave a comment and we'll get back to you. Excellent. Mm -hmm. See you next time. See you guys.